Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I have spent the last 12 years trying to find the perfect model of musculoskeletal healthcare. And I think I found it. I think it's combining chiropractic care with excellent rehab skills and then transitioning those patients into an exercise program at a gym where there's great communication between you and the people running the gym. We call that the clinic gym hybrid model. And over the last two years, we've really been trying to perfect it with the goal of having 100 clinic gym hybrid facilities opening up here in the U.S. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and it's my pleasure today to be joined uh, calling in from the international headquarters of uh, Jane App, Allie Taylor. Allie, how are you? Hi, great. How are you? Fantastic. Now, Allie, you are essentially the uh, lady behind Jane, right? Like you are uh, the one who saw this this need and uh, developed this amazing office assistant named Jane, right? Okay, I'm half of the brain behind Jane. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I like how you talk about Jane as a person. You personified her as uh, as her own thing, right? Yeah, Jane has a real personality. I mean, I have, we have recently been saying that she's quite a big lady because she does a lot of things uh, and she definitely uh, has her moments. But yeah, it's worked for us, I think, for um, to differentiate ourselves a little bit because most of the other softwares out there are quite clinical in not in the best way always. So um, giving Jane a little bit of a personality has been helpful. I also like to recommend that people treat Jane the way they would treat any other person, which is we all have good days and bad days and we all um, are always aiming to, for self-improvement. So part of it is also just recognizing Jane's a real role in your practice when you sure. work with Jane. That just looks like no different than working with any other person, which is filled with flaws, but also really greatness that can come out of that. So Nice. Well, Nice if you treat her, if you treat her with respect, uh, she never takes a day off. She never calls in sick. Totally. And, uh, if you forget her birthday, she's not going to reduce her productivity. <laughs> I don't even do birthdays at the office. <laughs> Is that bad? I do what we call Jane anniversaries, so we celebrate when people have been working at Jane for a year um, because it gets a bit much to do everyone's birthday. So yeah. That makes me sound heartless, but I. Maybe we should just edit that part out. You should just, you know. No, nope, this is full uh, stream out. of consciousness. But although there, there's a, totally a dude I know who uh, says you shouldn't celebrate your birthday because like that wasn't your choice. You should celebrate a success day. Choice. So if you got that's like a I PhD. Yeah. Yes. I, that's kind of how I feel. Because it's like everybody has a birthday and it really just means you stayed alive for another year. Although since right. having kids, I've been like, you know, they the birthday is a very special thing to people. So it is nice to be celebrated. So I think everyone should be celebrated. So we do it on when you've been with Jane here. That's when you get celebrated. It's really awesome. lovely, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Um, did, have you, do you want to tell people about how we met? Absolutely. So I, I met your, um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You, I want to hear your side of the story. Uh, I knew John Morrison and he said, Hey, have you ever met my grade 11 girlfriend? I was like, yeah, exactly. well, John, no. And quit telling stories. There's no way you had a girlfriend in grade 11. I'm surprised you're married now. And then he like, shocking. You. Yeah. And then it turns yeah. out that you actually a... contributed to the world of chiropractic in a, in a strange way. And I'm like, look at this two Canadians that are neither of which are chiropractors. And they're both trying to improve the profession as best they can. It's not nice. And John was a big boys to men fan. Did you know that about him? <laughs> I think he can actually still do the dance steps 
that he, he would have, I think he had a group of guys that like actually sang voice to men and they did dance moves. So wow. if you, next if, time you see him, you should ask him to bring yeah. that up. And if and anybody listening is, anybody listening, yeah, you should say what John does. And look up John and picture his, mm-hmm. he looks like a, a grown up version of the kid on a Christmas story. Essentially. <laughs> so picture him singing boys to men and it's even funnier. <laughs> Uh, and dancing. With, I think there was chairs involved. Like I think there was a chair dance. It's so good. All right. Well, it's very impressive. But John Marston, let's just also say that he does the websites that he's been building for people. We're really yeah. loving, and we're just much. We're talking to him right now about building templates that work well with Jane, so he can help build a website that links with Jane's online booking um, in a really smooth way. So I think that's gonna be fantastic. Same thing we were talking earlier about price points and about. Um, the margins in clinics and mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, find a good, a good place for that. So he, he, his price point for his websites is, is great. It's unbelievable. Um, for the quality yeah. and the templates and what he provides the service. And so linking that with Jane, I just think we're just looking at how we can work more together. And yeah. honestly, it's the conference that we were at to sort of, we went out for dinner and it was nice. Yeah. Well, let's, let's pause real quick. Let's go back so that everybody knows what the heck we're talking about. Cause if they don't know Jane or they're stuck in the world of bad EHR and they're paying out the nose and they don't know how good life could be. Can we go back to what is, what is Jane? Um, or the Jane app is what I call it because it's Jane dot app, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And what is Jane for those listening who maybe have never even come across it? You know, the origin story, like way back at the very beginning, how Jane oh. started. Sure. The, oh, yeah. Sure. So I was opening a practice 11 years ago or 10, eight years ago. I don't know. I was opening a practice. Seems like a long time ago. It was multidisciplinary. So uh, physio, chiro, massage, naturopath, osteo, acupuncture, counseling, midwives, a little bit of everything. Wow. And my co-founder who is, yeah, it's, it's got 30 practitioners. I think it's still going called Canopy. Um, it's checking along. Um, and, uh, my co-founder who, when I say I'm half the brain, he's the other half of the brain that kind of is behind Jane. Um, he was building my website and doing branding and when I first opened it and I was looking for online booking software and in HR, in HR and online booking software that would manage all these different types of practices. And I often say that even if you took five chiropractors and put them next to each other, they're all going to they're all going to behave differently. They're all going to treat differently. They're all going to document differently because you're all very unique snowflakes. You all have your special charm. Just like our moms and told us, we're the most unique exactly. in the world. That's what I tell my boys and my girl, but especially boys with their moms. Mm-hmm. But yes, you are a little unique snowflakes. And I think that's kind of wonderful. It's like kind of one of the magical things about um, healthcare is that you can come in with the same problem and see five different people and they're all going to treat you a little bit differently just based on their education, what they've seen work. And, and because our bodies are so complex, but so um, connected, all of those five ways could actually have a great impact on you Uh, and you're feeling cared for. And anyway, I love, like, I think healthcare is kind of a magical space to be in, but it's also very unique. So every practitioner is different. And so within a discipline, every practitioner is different, but also across disciplines, of course, every practitioner is different. And so what we needed was to find a way that all these different practitioners within my practice could document so that we needed them to chart effectively, which meant that from the very beginning, Jane had to be a flexible program. Jane wasn't called Jane at the time. My co-founder who was doing my website and branding just said, you know, I'll just build you something attached to your website that you can use. Um, And that 
was great. He built it with Luke, who's um, also one of our founders, and he's um, still here with Jane. And they built the original version in about six weeks, I think, um, and just attached it to my website. So I used it for a year and a bit. And then other people started asking us about it, especially because the online booking was very visible and very beautiful and well-branded. And I have a lot of opinions about that as well. Online booking is the waiting room. It's your online waiting room. And it needs to respect your brand. And it needs to to be a place where people can actually um, book the appointment. So sending an appointment request, nothing makes me more angry, especially as the mother of three children who does everything at 11 p.m. online. I'm like, please don't make me have to return a phone call or leave a message or and like just it's not going to work for me so i'm like i always say like when you're setting up when you're setting up business uh, systems in your business especially like front-end ones like to get a imagine if you're giving these directions or this method imagine if you're giving it to your oldest living relative like your grandmother or something like when people are like oh click this link for uh directions to our office and then it's like a written explanation i'm like okay it's like, like map quest yeah that what it exactly so you sort of print out you had to yeah. print out the six pages before you left and right. the whole first page was just like turn out of your driveway right and you go like i can continue get out down money. apple tree lane you're like i've only driven down apple tree lane like a million times in my life thank you this is so useful oh, exactly. but it's just it like okay. yeah they don't look at it from the perspective of and this is why i love jane like not to not to like shine a rainbow on, on you too tire. much but like like part of the thing is like every time I've ever seen it, it, it to me strikes me as, okay, somebody who knows what it's like to be in healthcare wrote this program. Somebody that knows what it's like for a patient to interact with you wrote this program. Somebody that understands what it's like for somebody who's dying in nine out of 10 back pain, who can barely hold their phone. They don't want to do 18 freaking mouse clicks to, or, or clicks on their phone to get to the point where they can get treated tomorrow morning. They want to do it. But like, also just, it just makes business sense. It's a low barrier to book, right? Low barrier yeah. to book. So you want people to get from your website to having an appointment booked with it being a pretty smooth transition. And that's not right. true just for patients. That's actually true for everyone using Jane internally. So we have, we call them home base. So like as a practitioner, you're charting. That's what you're doing 90% of your time. So your home base is, is charting. Like your first click opens the chart of the patient. You've got your schedule. But administratively, you're taking payment and you're rebooking. I don't even think I showed you this, but the main schedule, um, all of their first clicks is appointment booking and taking payment. So for them to get, they can get to the chart, but it's just not their first click because that's not what they do 99% of the time. Right. And so when you look at each role, it's just trying to design Jane so that each role can be really happy and successful. And actually billers is a role we don't really have in Canada, but it's a very prominent role for many U.S. practices. And actually we were talking to someone at the conference whose biller dictated what software they used as their EHR. They're like, my biller says I have to use this one. This is what they used to bill with. Yeah. And I found that shocking because I'm like, you're working day in, day out with a software you hate, but it's good for billers. So you're, you're, a, you're that's dictating what you're using. And that's Gotta your make every that cheddar, Allie. I understand. But it's just kind of shocking to me that yeah. the biller can say, this is good for me. And even though it doesn't work for every, like the patient, it doesn't work for the practitioner. It doesn't work for the admin staff. They're still going to use it. So I know we had six billers fly up here on Friday and we went over our whole, and so I'm like, okay, we, we have a biller home base, but we need it to make that better. So now we're like, okay, patient and practitioner biller needs to work for everybody. I think what you're hearing there though, is the pressure of those dollars. Like what you said, the margins in healthcare are, are so slim and they're always getting 
thinned out. And so the, the margins are so create so much pressure that you're willing to work with the software you hate if it yeah. means that you're going to collect every dollar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear you. I know so, and it, it's true. And I think that's the other part of Jade's pricing being more reasonable. Like we talked mm-hmm. about this too, that um, it's, we're, we're multidisciplinary, right? So we work with physio, chiro, massage, naturopath, osteo, acupuncture, all of the different disciplines. So mm-hmm. what you know as being the price of an EHR is just based on what's happening in your industry. In your industry, there's yeah. a few um, old, old guards, right? They're the yeah. monsters in the industry and they all price at a certain price point. And so when Jane walks in, everyone's like, what's the catch? Like, uh, you can't be that good if you charge only one-tenth of what everyone else is right. charging. Yeah. So there's like definitely a um, sort of a, it's almost, um, we have to get them over the skepticism. Like, mm-hmm. that can't be, what's the, where are you making your money then? We're, like, We're a volume game. We're working across all these different disciplines and Jane's flexible, mm-hmm. but our goal is that when you use Jane, you will never know that. Like you think we're a software built only for your discipline. And so that means that we have to really work hard on that, um, that templatable bit, the bit where it becomes unique to you. Yeah. Uh, and in other industries, massage therapists think we're expensive. So we still have people canceling being like, you're too expensive. Even the old Cairo, you are the software, you at the, at the uh, conference were like, you need to charge more money. Yeah. <laughs> Heck Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so some things that stick out in my mind, I mean, uh, I don't want this to be a blatant, uh, uh, commercial for your product, but I mean, you guys are basically, if I want to bill insurance and use it as an EHR, it's 99 bucks a month, right? Correct. For, yeah. For, for one practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm the lone wolf in my office, um, now you go off the practitioners, the revenue generators, does that mean that the admin staff can use it? If I have three admin staff, it doesn't matter. Just I get charged per practitioner. Yeah, they're all free. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, that kind of came from when I, we were building Jane and I was thinking about canopy in my practice. And I'm like, well, who makes me money? Yeah. <clears throat> like when I have practitioners making money, then I can afford to pay for more licenses. Yeah. So it's, more, it's sort of like just a decency thing. And honestly, we've been going for five years now and people, we didn't even have a way of... Um, tracking if people were paying for what they said they should be paying oh, for like so sweet. we just did the honor it's the honor system i know we're so canadian like we the honor system and a, a year <laughs> two years ago we were like well let's do an audit we must be losing so much money and we did this big audit and we we're off like a couple of thousand bucks or something like people were actually being really honest and i love yep. i love the idea of operating as if people are in the world are good people like there is just something really nice about <laughs> operating from that base like people are good people but the problem is now people don't even know that they think it's weird that they have to call us to be like hey i'm adding another practitioner can you charge me more like they just think that's stupid of course no company would ever operate like that i'm sure if i add another practitioner it'll just automatically update so we're gonna have to add it in because people don't know they're supposed to call us it's like seriously it's an honor system it's so weird that's awesome but we'll all right so you can take advantage of it but yeah, it's 99 bucks. And then if you have a huge practice, it goes all the way up to what, 369 or something like, I mean, it's not, that's for a massive the, practice. Yeah, the additional licenses beyond 10 licenses actually drop. So you get a bit of a discount on the additional licenses after you reach That's 10. good. Right. Because yeah, you didn't want it like to get too good. expensive. So you're like, when you get really no. big, we'll make it even cheaper. All right. Let's get out of the world of uh, cloud cars and rainbows and unicorns here, Allie, and back to the real world of American healthcare. All right. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you guys. That's the, that's the best. I love it. 99 bucks a month. And then you also include some services like um, free SMS messaging. So text messaging for reminders and whatnot. Yeah, reminders. 
Yeah, it's just and it's just reminders right now. So it's not like uh, back and forth messaging with your patients. Okay. It's reminders and notifications. Um, and the reason that we do offer it for free is um, is because it's limited, right? So it's just, you can set as many as you want. So you can have one text reminder that goes out an hour before and one that goes out a day before and one that goes out a week before. And it really depends on what your practice style is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they're not charged. But text messages, it costs us every time we send one. Um, so we just kind of roll it into your subscription. Okay. Fee. Um, and then because they can book online, I don't need to like send the quote unquote packet anymore, like a PDF of my intake information. Oh, your intake I can, online too. Yeah. yeah. That's and it's online. custom yeah. to me. I, I can modify whatever information I want. Uh, exactly. I was just talking to somebody who had a heavily neurological practice and he has questions <laughs> that I would never ask. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. By Everyone the time they come in. Well, we were talking about that too at the conference because we have um, our first ever community feature. We allowed people to share their templates into the library. And uh, so it was kind of fascinating um, how many are in there and how different they yeah. all are. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Well, let's um, talk about that. So a lot of my clients uh, that hopefully are listening need an EHR because they're operating Cairo office, right? So they need something like that. And um, now Jane has the ability to schedule online scheduling uh payments everything up to and including ed is it edis what's the when you have to send out your billing to a clearinghouse yeah it's called an edi yeah okay EDI. that's the electronic file yeah so you guys have all that and i can receive payment everything is slick right yeah, so you can you have to manually record the EOBs right now, but the ERA, the electronic file, is what we're just uh, about to be able to parse electronically. So that's the okay. second phase. Yeah, so that's coming. Okay, fantastic. And uh, so, and when you say it's coming, like, can you give us any kind of? Uh, yeah, a couple months. Like, if people are starting to look at Jane now, it should be available hopefully when they sign up. So in twenty twenty, though, this should be rocking. Yeah, it better be. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting this on record right now, but if it's not, that's going to... Yeah, well, the rule crazy. of software is a rule of threes, right? It takes three times as long and costs three times as much. Oh, is it three? I say it's just like a house renovation. Yeah, lasts longer and than you think. I, so. uh, well, all right, it's like so, you open up the wall, but it's twice as long and twice as much. Yeah. So that'll all be going. And then um, what I'm interested in is, is there a... We kind of talked just about this before, but is there a way... So I have a lot of people who are transitioning into a different business model. They're going from straight all Cairo and they want to start adding in the gym and fitness classes, right? And hopefully get to the point where they have, I hope they can get to hundreds of members. However, they're not going to start with that. And therefore they don't need to engage the cost of uh, infrastructure for hundreds of members. So can, do you see uh, a use where they can have Jane as your EHR and then start to add in some fitness offerings as well? Yeah, I think we actually added features for this very reason. It started kind of um, in the physical therapy world, actually, with clinical Pilates was sort of the entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was more the idea of these sort of drop-in classes rehab style, um, less like the yoga studio. Well, I mean, that too, but if primarily your method of delivery was with classes, um, it wasn't going to be like the best fit because that's what you're doing day in, day out. And like I said, if that's not the audience Jane was originally built for, we were built for the one-on-one sort of style of treatment or the staggered style. 
However, as we're adding like these clinical Pilates or these different classes, we're building all the feature set around to support that. So yeah, if people are doing like um, memberships and packages is actually quite common across Cairo, even without a gym membership. There's a lot of memberships being offered as a treatment uh-huh. plan style. So we already knew we needed to add that in. So that's also something that's currently fully in development. Um, and then we'll be uh, working on those kind of a small gym membership would be, yeah, it would work. But like, uh, I don't know if I told you this too, but we often will turn away people when we think that they're not a good fit. And so we've been, we'll be very honest. If we, if someone calls in and says like, this is my practice, this is my style, we would rather have a community of members that are super happy using Jane than ones that are constantly frustrated by Jane. It's kind of like your, your child brings a girlfriend who's always trying to like change your girlfriend, like your child. So that's like, your son, like my, my little boys, like who I love so much and think are unique little perfect snowflakes. If they have a girlfriend that's always trying to change them, I'm going to be like, no, thank you. Like, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to make anybody happy. And everyone will not be happy if they start using Jane. I picked up a call the other day off the queue, like people just calling in. And this guy was like, I'm sold. I love your software. It's going to be perfect for my practice. It's going to be perfect for my business. And then he started explaining it to me and it was entirely group classes, like no one-on-one. It's entirely membership. So I said, you know what? We're going to get there for you, but we're not there right now. So add yourself to the to the list, like the mailing list, and keep following us so that when we do have it, then you can come. Then you can be Jane's best friend. And I was like, but until then, he was mad at me. He was like, no, I really want... I'm like, I know you really want to use Jane. You want to be Jane's friend now, but she's just not quite ready for you, but she will be. Um, so we do say if it's fully memberships, just give us a few months but if you're doing a lot of one-on-one that's perfect but you'll you'll really love jane for all of those all right so will that be available in 2020 as well yes all right. josh 2020 i never give dates on anything i should actually confirm that i'm not entirely sure oh no if, i'm gonna edit out this i should confirm you crap should. and we're just yeah, gonna just take it all it up, i yeah. promise you you heard it here first this is the yeah. i think this is the first public date i've ever given on anything josh you're a hard interviewer well you know i like pulling it out of you so uh (laughs) you know because people want to know we're we're americans we want action we want it now so uh um i will say i have to say your business is my business right like for jane Mm -hmm. to succeed we need to be building the perfect product for your businesses to succeed so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm always like we're on the same page here like uh and that's what the benefit of us being quite um like niche driven is that we're not trying to please everyone that's trying to use an online scheduler. We're not yeah. trying to please every person that's using EHR. We're trying to please only our, we have like six. Actually in the US, um, Cairo, acupuncture, physical therapist is sort of our main three. And so yep. if you're falling into that realm, like we're, we want to make you happy. Like we want Jane to be the perfect girlfriend. So yeah. I don't think I should talk about Jane like that, should I? No, Maybe I mean, if she wants to like, girlfriend. you know, during the day, keep track of all my appointments, bill my clients. And then at night, like make a stake and, you know, she could no. like automatically schedule oh, we're football to come on the TV. Time. American football, this of course. Not. Yeah. We're yeah. putting women's rights are, we're, they're rolling around in their grave right now. This is horrible. What are you no, talking about? Like, I'm honoring the fact that she's awful. willing to work her ass off all day. Come on. Oh, gross. I feel like I feel uncomfortable now with this conversation. Hey, you brought Um, up the fact that she could be your girlfriend. So anyway. I was following up my conversation about the perfect girl for for your son. But yes, 
It's a, it was a hard conversation. It's a hard conversation. I, yeah, we, um, we have a real, like the small business heart is real. Like when we talk to yeah. people running small businesses, I'm like, I, the stories are very similar across all disciplines, but everyone's got the same story and it's quite lonely actually owning a practice. Like you're mm-hmm. doing a lot on your own and you're doing it all around your, your day to day. Like you have your clinical practice and you're trying to run a business around that. That is a real challenge. So Anything to, to help them out. Yeah, I think that's great because the oftentimes, like for example, just the confusion of, am yeah. I doing this right? You know, the reassurance totally. from somebody going, am I billing this right? I don't know. You know, is it normal totally. to get this many? So in the American system, like we don't get paid everything we bill. And no. if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, getting denied for 20% of my claims, is that normal? That may be the difference between making any kind of profit and a decent profit in a month. So yeah. And- yeah, it's well, and this is where we're having a community conference next summer. And this is what happened with the billers. We brought these billers into the same room and they all just sat there like giddy almost to be just talking to people who had the same problems or different problems and, and cared about the same issues. And we're doing the same mm-hmm. thing, building this community. So when you join Jane, we're trying to really make it feel you're joining a community. It's a community of users and they all have the same story, the same, same struggles. And so to bring everyone together, well, as many people yeah. as we can next summer i just we're i'm really excited about that but also to continue to oh hold on don't you're putting a date on something you sure you want to do that well we already have that date that date's already okay booked. i just yeah, want to double check we've actually signed sure the paperwork yeah. in the summer it's really happening um the jane community conference it's really happening but also to continue developing features around that community like that give you guys the opportunity to interact with one another more Kind of like the chart template library, like you get to share your experience and your expertise. And especially if, you, like, if you're a solo or you're a small practice, yeah. you don't always have that sort of community built in. I ran a practice for a long time and it was really, it is kind of a weird, lonely experience. And then doing Jane, having a co-founder has been different. Having someone that, you know, you, you build something with, it's a different experience. And so to try and give the a Jane community it's, it's, an, it's an opportunity I'm really excited about, like connecting awesome. more of our users. Are you looking to get into the tennis crowd locally? Then I would highly recommend you check out RacketFit.com. Now, RacketFit is designed by the same crew that brought us TPI, Tidal's Performance Institute, but it's designed around the game of tennis. Now, if you know anything about tennis, you know that it is a fantastic pool of patience because typically tennis players can pay cash and they can come in for performance care. It's everything that you want in a patient. They show up to appointments, they're easy to deal with, and they've got money. So highly recommend you check out racketfit.com so that you can serve those tennis players better. It's all about the assessment of uh, tennis and the moves that the players have to make, and I can't recommend it enough. So check out racketfit.com. So here you are. Um, you kind of had this like little keyhole into a lot of practices, right? Like you get to see what's going on. Um, have you found or have you seen any best practices and you've been in the trenches yourself? Like you, you know what it's like dealing with somebody on the phone or somebody that's upset or somebody that's in pain or worried about their loved one. All those things collide. Uh, have you seen best practices in the world of healthcare, specifically Cairo, if you got them that you think would be worth um, telling people because otherwise we may never find out, right? Like if, if somebody in yeah. Iowa is doing something that's just working amazing, unfortunately we don't share a lot of information back and forth to know like I should do that too. My, my patients would love that as well. Yeah. I think I'm, I've always said that um, practitioners 
there's a personality that makes a good practitioner. And part of that is just really, truly believing and caring for people, obviously, um, which is very obvious. But there's also this ability to recognize that um, bringing people back into your practice is, is a way of showing that you care for them. So people have a hard time separating this feeling like, well, I don't want to just like make it feel like I want to make money off these people because I really like the healthcare and the money part sometimes have a hard time being aligned. And oftentimes I I see with my clients, they're not in health. They're in healthcare because they care about people and they want people to feel better. And they will, I think a hundred percent of my clients would not get paid if it meant if it was choose between getting, getting paid better. and getting patients better, exactly. they all would say, don't pay me. Exactly. And this is where I find is the biggest rub in healthcare businesses and probably one of the reasons my margins aren't very good is for that very reason. We would rather focus on person and the healthcare and the making someone better. And often um, it's very hard for us to align the two. And so when I had patients walking out, if I was like working the front desk at my practice and the person I'd be like, well, when do you need to come back? And they would say, oh, I don't know when I need to come back. And I'm like, that is a cardinal sin right there. Like the, per- the patient should never leave and not know when their next visit should be. And mm-hmm. it's not because you want to make the money for them coming back. It's because it makes them feel cared for. When you say to them, okay, you know what? This is where I'm seeing. This is how many more treatments you're going to need. And, I, and it, it might feel worse today, but let's, like, let's check back in next week. And if you really mm-hmm. don't need it, you can cancel. But like, that's part of caring for your patient. So people sometimes... I think have a hard time divorcing the idea that patient care and return visits, they, they can mean the same thing. Like having someone come in to do exercises that you prescribe them, but you're going to make sure they're doing it properly. And you're going to make sure that they're following the program. I am not doing exercises at home. I'm not. You give them to me or I'm doing them wrong. So you're actually just by saying, don't worry, you can probably do them on your own. You don't have to pay for the visit. It's like a total load of crap. And I just feel like so many people, fall into this trap of thinking that bringing the person in like to supervise an exercise program. I'm like, that's actually, I would love that. Like patients feel cared for. So I think it's anyway, like, I think it, that there's, yeah, there's no, a, if you owned a restaurant, there. you know, and so if I owned a restaurant, Allie came in, uh, you know, once a week and I said, Hey, um, hey, I'd love to have you. Like if I sent on a message saying, Hey, Allie would love to uh, host your son's birthday party here. Right. There's no idea that's going to be free. But just, I, no. I care about you as a customer. I care about your son. He seems like a great kid and we want to host this thing. And if I charge you, you know, $200 in pizza or whatever it is that I make. Oh, Sorry. You got it. No, man. Probably a, you guys just signed up a new user or something, huh? It's like, woohoo. I know. It's because yeah. the phone booth is not working. So I'm in a more uh, public area. That's all right. Um, this is the world headquarters of Jane. You can hear how, how lively and hopping <laughs> it is, man. Back there. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, if I had a restaurant, I invited you back to celebrate your son's birthday. Like it, you're not in a restaurant necessarily to make money. You're there because, uh, you want to make money serving food. You believe in food, right? Like you believe in making this great food and sharing that with people. That's your method inviting people back on their anniversary or birthday or something is not a bad thing. Right. And the same is with healthcare. Like inviting them back is I care about you. I want to check in. Like, has anything changed? I want you to keep running marathons or doing yoga or whatever it is you want to do. And I would say that that's also part of that second, the second part that I think is undervalued is the psychological aspect of, of being cared for by somebody in the healthcare community. And I, I think people really focus a lot on like, did your pain get better? 
um, because of these like modalities I did. But the yeah. idea that someone is actually caring for you as a human being, uh, I think that's under undervalued. So there's there's and it's not documented and it's not I don't know. But when people are really seen by someone and like you're spending time actually talking to this person, saying what's wrong with you? Like how can I help you? That's actually very valuable. So. I would say those things make practitioners exceptional practitioners yeah. um, versus like average practitioners. It's recognizing Absolutely. that there's value in that. So, like, and in the allied health fields, things. we have a huge advantage there because we can spend that kind of time. I mean, you know, a lot of chiros are down to 15 minutes of appointments, but which might not sound that long, but you compare that to a lot of other aspects of of healthcare, and that's a lifetime. You know, if I can just sit there and go, Allie, how are you? Like, totally. and I give you time you to answer. Yeah, you can connect with people in two minutes if you like really just look at someone in the eyes and just like, like how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah it's pretty powerful. So, anyways, I think that there's yeah, that, that's the difference I've seen between and even right out of school, it doesn't matter. You could be phenomenal at this, or you can mm-hmm. need to learn it. But some people right out of school, they're just amazing at it. Yeah. So. Are there any other? Uh, are there any other factors you see that really? Um, separate your your users that seem to be really doing um great things and those that maybe are kind of trying to get that wheel turned a little faster and you as a as a clinic owner anything that you would implement all the time for example the change between email reminders into text reminders like sure there's a little front end work there but that doesn't um, it depends on what you're starting from. Like everyone's going to have different places where the least amount of effort is going to create the greatest amount of results. And so mm-hmm. like, I do believe that everyone is unique snowflakes. And like you said, there's no magic, like this will work for everyone. However, I do think online booking is like vitally important in this day and age. I don't think, I don't know, like not offering online booking. Uh, it really is. You're limiting yourself because yeah. if people don't book an appointment, what they do is keep looking. They're like, oh, I'm in pain. And they'll, but when they've booked an appointment, they will stop looking. Um, and also, there, we actually have a lot of data. We just called about uh, when people book their initial visits. It's almost um, primarily within 24 hours. So if you have online booking, uh, you're capturing a lot of this market. Like on a Sunday, maybe when your receptionist isn't picking up the phone, they're not going to leave a message, wait for a call back. And like, okay, on Monday, you're going to book them in for the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Whereas if you have online booking, you're booking them in on the Monday. Uh, it's just a whole different experience and you don't wish, even know what you're not. I wish we could give a report uh, to everybody that's ever ordered things on Amazon. Like what percent what of your Amazon you orders were after 8 PM before yeah, 7 AM on weekends when normal business hours weren't there, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's, it's tons, right? That's like, yeah, why turn your nose you, up that? Yeah. And when I opened canopy, my online booking was probably 20% and now it's 50%. So it's, it's just also changing. It's an onward trajectory that's not changing. It's continuing to increase. Mm -hmm. And that's including the people that are still being booked for their return visits by their admin when they're leaving, right? Which is a huge number of people who book back in when they leave. And and the idea of reducing friction, like how low that friction must be when they already, when you already have their information in your system and they can go on and book with literally what, two clicks? Yeah, if you're already logged in, yeah, it's super fast. So, yeah, and we're and the patient experience is the other one I'm really excited about expanding into and making it a better experience because you as providers, you care a lot about your patients, um, and we've we've cared a lot about you. So I always say like 
what your patients are to you is what you are to us at Jane. So mm-hmm. you're like our patients. You're the ones. And when you talk about wanting to care for them and wanting to provide over, oh my goodness, look at how, look at this. So you talk about how you want to care for them over a financial benefit. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we've been talking about, right? We want to care for mm-hmm. the practices in the same way. So it's finding that middle ground where everybody is succeeding. That's interesting. But I do but always say like, we want to care for you the way you care it. for your <laughs> No, and that's the thing. Totally. Yeah. You do not want anyone to go under. Yeah. No. So we're trying to find that happy middle ground all the time. Awesome. I know. And I, for the first time ever, we're developing features we're going to charge for as like an extra feature. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. But if you want it and you, you can add it on, more like an integration or kind of a module, yeah. less like a new plan. Sure. And so we have a few features coming up because I also don't want Jane to feel like clunky or difficult to use. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to keep throwing more and more and more features in because right. Jane's a complete product. Um as it is yeah. anyway yeah i've i've invested in those products especially on the gym side there is one um uh, it's called mind body online and it's like yeah. enormous it's huge it's amazing if you understand it but when i talk to most users what they end up doing is they cut off 90 percent of it to use their little tiny yeah. silo over here and then another person's like yeah. i'm gonna use this silo and if you don't it it, it it can appear clunky. They've made a lot of improvements. I don't want to make it sound like, uh, but when I when I purchased it at first, it was like overwhelming and so much. It well, wasn't they do bad. say that in the software world, they say that your product can outpace your pricing. So you set your price when you have a smaller product and then you keep adding to it, adding to it. And then all of a sudden, now you're not charging enough for a product that does more. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's kind of a constant conversation that people have. And so I'm always trying to figure out what the best way to navigate that is. It's like, wow. it's very interesting going from clinic to software. It's yeah. a different type of industry, but lots of similarities. But yeah, we say we want to be to you guys the same. Like we want to be cheerleaders and we want to be support yeah. and we want to, you know, provide a place of, of community. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's all the same. Well, we're all just people, right? Doing things That's together. right. Yeah. And we're trying to provide for other people. So, so what are some of the other things you're proud of that you're, that you guys do at Jane? So you allow templates, right? Like I don't have to build this out of whole cloth. I can look for somebody else in my oh, yeah. area that mm-hmm. does does something similar. Any other things that that are great features? Um, well, I'd say like ninety nine percent of people use the online intake form, so that gets sent out in advance. Same thing, templatable, and it collects all of the patient's profile information and that populates into their profile, and then it collects their medical history and that populates into the chart, and it collects all their consents and asks them what kind of reminders they want. And so it just does stuff administratively. So for one thing to just automatically do all of that for you, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a humongous help, especially when there's limited time, of course, when patients come in and they, if they're spending all their time filling in an intake form, it cuts into their treatment time. So I'd say that's cool. There's a, I have a problem where I always see things that can be improved instead of the things that are mm-hmm. great. Cause I'm like, well, it's done that forever. Like we're, mm-hmm. we already do all. Well, that's things, probably what happened with John Morrison back in uh, 11th grade. Right. You're like, listen, I'm looking at you. There's a lot that can be improved here, John, a lot. You're uh, kind of funny. He, you need to work on it. He broke up with me. Remember that part of the story? No, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the true story. It's very sad. I would, you know why? It's because I was a bad influence on him. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, it's because I was leading him he, down a dark path. Of yeah, and he's such a goody two shoes. Corrupting his mm. poor soul. Mm. Yes. So All right. Well, we'll have to do that on part two. Here. Yeah, we'll have to do that on part two of how you know John Morrison taking a second cookie out of the cookie jar because his girlfriend Allie convinced him. I know. That was a bad move. Um, 
Are there any user user generated features that like you guys have implemented based that you never really thought would be needed and some users are like you should do this. Oh, because they requested it? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we have we have a user suggestion area, but I always say like whenever you're looking at Jane and making a suggestion, you're always you're not always aware of all the different ways that that could affect things, or and you're often just asking for something you've seen before. So one of our most frequent requests is that there's a wait list, and people are like when there's an opening, we want you to notify people on the wait list that there's an opening. And then when you actually walk through what that would really look like, I'm like, I understand that people just see in their mind, like, that'll be, that'll be great. But then I'm like, okay, but then we need a way for people to take themselves off that list in case they don't want to get emailed or texted 600 times every time there's a cancellation. Is there a delay? Because what if you're just like changing an appointment, you don't want to tell everyone there's an opening. And then what about like, if you want a hierarchy, so you want someone on that wait list to come in first before the other person, do we do it like everyone at once? Or we do it like the first person, then the second person, then the third person. And it's amazing how frequently this request comes up, but we also don't want to spam your patients with unwanted right. emails. And so we're, we're trying to be very like conscientious about how we design things uh-huh. and really think through. And often people also will ask for something without really thinking about the why behind it. Like, why would you even want that? And if you do want that, when are you even going to look at that information? So it's fascinating. We do a lot of like asking the why, always ask the why. Like our team is very good at that. When someone calls in or I said, I want the problem they're trying to solve. I want the why more than I want. Can we have more colors or can we have this report? I'm like, why do you want that report? Tell me why. Tell me how you're going to use it clinically. Tell me what numbers you're looking for. I want to make sure what we're doing is actually helpful and useful. And I think because of the clinical background, um, I can sometimes say like, clinics don't really work like that. Like you're not, that data will never be clean. You're never, you're going to be infuriated. Like this won't give you what you're looking for, but let's talk about how to solve that problem in maybe a different way. Sure. So yeah, we really appreciate user feedback. We get a ton of it, like an absolute ton of it. Um, But it's also, Jane has an opinion too. Like we have an opinion. So (laughs) We do, we do filter a little bit into what we think is going to be the best for the most, like the biggest, it's the same as I said before, what's like the least amount of effort for the most effect. Um, And then we're trying to also make sure we're building features for each of our target markets as well as for everybody. Sure. Cool. And so what, uh, yeah, they're excited. Join the party. Uh, So finally you're wrapping this up. Like what, like what's off in the future? I mean, you told us guaranteed. 100% 100% memberships by 2020. Memberships is Guar- happening, yeah. Guaranteed 100%. Uh, what was the other thing you guaranteed us on ERAs. this? ERAs. Yep. US, US ERAs. Uh, but in all seriousness, like, say, if you look out, like, what are the what are the feature sets you're trying to develop in the Cairo world that you think will make a big difference? Uh, in the Cairo world specifically? Or, yeah, so I think we have a whole data package set that's coming. So practitioner dashboards, a little bit more insights into what's happening in your practice. So we're excited okay. about that. We have ratings and reviews and marketing features coming. Yeah, we never have, we've huge. never touched anything in marketing before. So right now we have an integration with MailChimp. You can do a lot with that already. And we're trying to make sure we're making that more, uh, a little easier to understand how to set that up. Um, but that's already in, that already exists. So you can do a lot of campaigns with them with the MailChimp integration without having to do duplicate entry. But ratings and reviews—that's a whole and a whole marketing. That's all coming. And then I always say that building Jane. Well, I think it's kind of like walking up a really, really pitch black mountain. So like you know the very top where you want to go. 
but along the way, there's a thousand different paths that could get you there. But you can only see, like you're holding a flashlight and you can only see so far um, ahead. But every step that you take, you see a little bit further. And so there's a million ways you can get up that mountain, but we're taking the way that is being created by the every step we take along the way. So those are our short term, but our goal will be whatever needs to be done in order to be the perfect fit for the U.S. Cairo market. It's a really important market to us. We'll keep working on it. All right. Well, where can people find out more information about Jane and fall in love with her just like many other people have? Like you you have. Um, Jane.app is the website. Lots of videos there. Lots of content. (laughs) Under the guide tab, there's tons of information. We also have a demo site you can play around in. So people can log in and just play around and see if Jane's a good fit. Um, To get access to that, you just email our support team, which you can find on the website. I think that's now, if somebody's, yeah. if somebody's like, I want to switch over, but my biller or, you know, my scheduler or some so-and-so is not interested, uh, are there some billing? Because I know billing is one of the, the U.S. method of billing is one of the more, the newer kind of additions to the software, right? Well, we've always had insurance billing, but we did have to make some changes to it so that it would be more compatible. But you're in Canada and it's a single payer system. So insurance billing is like, oh, yeah. Boy, no, uh, could yeah, we please get paid for our, our job? And oh yeah, we're real sorry. Here you go. And here's some Molson ice. Yeah. That's how it goes in Canada. I'm <laughs> that's sure. exactly how it goes. You yeah. forgot that we get the maple syrup along. That's the right. Too. Oh, you no. haven't been paid. We're real, we're real sorry about that. So we'll pay you a hundred, <laughs> 110% of what you build us. Here's your interest for your late payment. Yeah. Um, no, and a beaver so pelt. Fun. Thank you. No. <laughs> oh, I've never even seen a beaver pelt. Um, Yes. Okay. Now I don't even remember the question. I'm like, are there videos specifically to billing? Are there videos specifically to entire, yes. Yeah. There's an entire section called um, us insurance billing. So you can review it all there. But we do also have other billers that we're building and we're compiling a biller list of billers that work with Jane. And so if people want to find an external biller that is comfortable working with Jane, they can let us know and we'll just connect them. I'm going to say this because I know that you probably didn't consider this alley because you're like, why wouldn't everybody have this? Just for people knows, Jane runs like basically in the cloud. So your biller could be in Hawaii and you could be in oh, yeah, Nevada yeah. and it's totally fine. Yes. When I bring those things up, you're like, I don't understand. Why, why wouldn't anybody know that? And coming out of the world of EHRs, there are a lot of things that should be there that aren't. So I want people to understand like Jane was built in the age of like the internet and Facebook and things where you can have multiple people in multiple locations doing things. The so, age of the interwebs. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to, you can be on multiple devices, multiple locations, networks on any device that can connect to the internet. So Mac, PC, yeah, any of those. All that good stuff. Awesome. All right, Allie. Well, uh, sounds like there's a party that's that's getting bigger and bigger I'm in your office. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying uh, to keep so people quiet. can go to Jane.app. And uh, and anytime they have questions, they can call you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a full, very lovely support team that um, are standing by. Awesome. So. All right. Well, Ali, I appreciate the time and I think you guys are building an amazing product and I really appreciate the fact that you're supporting the, the Cairo market because I think we get a lot of people, I don't know, there's a lot of technology companies I think take advantage of, of uh, you know, these people that have a caring heart. So I'm glad that you see that and you're protecting them and you're interested in them getting into a relationship with the right woman, that woman being Jane. So. <laughs> Nice wrap up. Yeah. So uh, on behalf of Allie Taylor, this is Dr. Josh Saturday saying go out there, 
Maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Allie. Thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information, just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. That's clinicgymhybrid.com and check us out there.